Hello. So today's episode is all about the 10,000 hour rule. I came across the 10,000 hour rule when I read a book called Bounce. And Bounce is all about how these children up north, and I can't remember where up north, and that's terrible of me, but I read it about 10 years ago, this book, um, how they became the best at table tennis and literally the best in the world. It was a deprived area. And the only way that they became the best is by practicing for 10,000 hours. And the author of Bounce went on to describe so many other people who had become the best at their skill, whatever it was, because of the sheer amount of time and dedication they put into something. So today we're going to, today we're going to be exploring the 10,000 hour rule, how it can work in a ton of different situations and how as a parent you can harness this and filter it in through your parenting style to help your child or teenager to really focus on one thing that they are good at, which can be really tricky if they're really young. But if you anyway, help them to become good at one thing, it could lead on to another thing. And by being great at one thing, it really makes you stand out. So we're going to be talking about all of that kind of thing today in the episode. Hello and welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. My name is Emma Howe. I have been in education now for well over 15 years. Um, I've been running my business for over 10 years in education and I'm also the chair of governors at a local primary school. My passion is in education for various reasons that you'll find out during uh, the entirety of listening to my podcast. It is just me, but the conversations are about things to do with GCSEs because that's my go-to area. I work with teenagers most of my life and I absolutely love it. Now, this podcast will delve into revision and all that kind of thing, but we'll also be looking at other areas of education as a whole. So if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, or if you're a child or a teenager, this one is for you. If you've been to school, which is probably most of you, this one is also for you. You may find some of my content quite interesting, and you may not find it interesting, but anyway... Here it is. Have a listen. Do get in touch if you'd like me to discuss anything or if you'd like to be a guest. Okay, so in the introduction, I spoke about Bounce and I have now researched it. So Bounce was written by a guy called Matthew Said. He is a British journalist, author and former professional table tennis player. He published it in 2010, which is about probably when I read it. So it was a lot more than 10 years ago and it explores the concept of talent and the factors that contribute to success in various fields from sport to music to art. He argues that the notion of innate talent and he says that actually you can become successful as a result of purposeful and focused practice. So he terms it deliberate practice, drawing from his own experiences as a table tennis champion and insights from experts in various fields. Saeed delves through his book into the science behind expertise and excellence. He also examined the role of genetics and the environment in opportunity in shaping an individual's abilities. So as I mentioned before, there were a whole group of table tennis players, Matthew was one of them, and he was trained 
and the, t- and the group was trained by this one coach who was just passionate about table tennis. He would have the table tennis tables uh, open all the time. Anyone could come in for free. He was training them. He was really passionate. And because of the sheer amount of hours and dedication he put in, the kids also put this in as well. And as a result, they basically became world-renowned table tennis players going to all different countries, things they would never have experienced before in their deprived area where they lived up north. And it was quite an amazing book to read. I definitely recommend that you all read Bounce if you haven't by Matthew Said. Said also in his book debunks the myth of overnight success, highlighting that years of dedication, practice and hard work precede any noticeable achievement. I would absolutely back this up. I think that when I meet teenagers, I can definitely tell the ones who have worked and studied hard and the ones that haven't. And it's totally fine if you are not into academic kind of stuff because I've got kids who are incredible football players like I would never be that good at football um but they haven't picked up a book in the last six years because every single opportunity they have they are outside kicking a ball around improving the way that they play football and I've also got kids that are incredible readers and have been avid readers since they were four or five and they just read and read and read and their vocabulary is astonishingly good. And equally, I've got kids that are amazing at art where every single moment they just explore different art and different materials to use. You can't be good at everything, can you? And school kind of forces you in a way to have to be good at everything. And it's a bit backwards, really. So. I really like this book because it does emphasize the idea that you have to work at things over a long period of time. Things do not just happen. And it really contradicts what goes on in social media. If you think about it, suddenly someone's really famous and it happens overnight for them because something went viral. And it goes completely against the way it goes because often people that have gone viral have been trying to get noticed for maybe few years, few decades, and then suddenly one video makes them incredibly famous. It's good in a way, but also not good in another way. Because teenagers and kids that see these viral videos become fixated on trying to get the latest thing and trying to get the latest song on the back of a reel that will elevate their video to the top. And whilst there are some people like Mr. Beast who have done really, really well because they've been at it for years and years, it's really unlikely that you're going to actually get much back from investing your time in that in the short term, especially if you're bopping around doing different things all the time. It's much better to focus on one thing. Bounce also explores the concept of mental toughness and the role of mindset in overcoming challenges and achieving peak performances. Said argued that adopting a growth mindset, which I have spoken about before, one that embraces challenge and sees failures as opportunities for growth, is key to unlocking one's full potential. Wouldn't you agree with that? I think when a child is growing up in an environment where it's okay to be wrong, where they're not scared of failure and where every step forward, even if it's a step back, is still a step, you know? Because when I was a kid, and I'm sure some parents will relate to this, when you got something wrong, it was mortifying. I still remember when I was a kid getting something wrong in maths and I could feel the heat rising in my neck and I could feel my face getting redder and redder. And then I just remember 
all of the eyes on me because I knew that I'd got it wrong. It was horrible. I hope now, I think now, mistakes are celebrated a bit better. Still not fully because there are incidents that I hear about in secondary schools where they will put on the board everybody's scores for their exams and if you are the person who gets the least like everyone's going to notice that which is not a very good thing overall this book balance challenges conventional beliefs about talent and success advocating for a paradigm shift that celebrates the power of practice determination and mindset in shaping extraordinary achievement in any domain now I thought I'd apply this, not just to some famous people, but to some kids that I work with. So I'm going to tell you about one boy that I'm currently working with. I'm not going to use any names and I'm going to be quite vague about everything so that if anyone is listening, they don't really know who I'm talking about. So I have um, a boy and he's quite young, but he has um, and his family have decided that school just isn't for him for various reasons. He got in the wrong crowd. He was doing some really bad things. And he just wasn't kind of on a good trajectory. And his family have a history of being on the wrong trajectory. And his mum was like, no, no, he's not going to go down that road. I want him to have all the opportunities he can possibly have away from people that might steer him down the wrong path. So what did they do? Well, they took him out of school. Um, They got him someone who could work with him on a one-to-one basis. And they let him explore his individual talents. Not only this, but they have also given him the concept of mental toughness by putting him in the cadets, which is really, really good. I mean, if any young person is struggling with anger, is struggling with direction, being in an organisation such as the cadets, which some people may really strongly disagree with because it's very similar to national service in a way, actually could be quite good because being part of a team, having a focus, having strict, very strict rules about even like shining shoes and stuff like that can actually be really positive and give people a framework. Some things are bad with national service. I'll go into that in detail another time. But having a group where you can organise things and it's a collective uh, position to be in is really good, especially if you haven't had a lot of direction. Not only that, but they've encouraged this person, this boy, to... Go through, go through the motions of just figuring out what he wants, listen to a range of music, really involved in technology, building a computer, like loads of things that he would not have been able to do in school. And unfortunately, he became known as the child you don't want to mess with in school. And teachers had this preconceived idea that he was, for want of a better word, worthless. And he got that impression himself and he unfortunately internalised that. And that's why he rebelled so much. I don't think this boy is a typical teenager and a typical story, but I do think there are boys and girls like this in every single school. And I think teachers don't have the time to sit with them and to figure out what's really going on. Especially if you've got a classroom full of 30 kids and one of them is throwing a chair at you, you've got to focus on that one that's throwing a chair at you to defuse the situation, aren't you? 
going back to the 10,000 hour rule and how this applies to him, well, he's been given the time and the resources to explore what he wants to do with his life. And sometimes as a parent, you need to be able to do that for your kids. And that is tough. It is tough because extracurricular activities can cost money. You know, it's really hard to, if your child is into computers, how do you get the resources together to fund that? And it's about thinking outside the box. You know, maybe you can't fund it, but maybe you know someone who's in that field. And then if you trust them, you know, can they work with your child? There's loads of different barriers to this kind of thing. But I think to overcome it would be phenomenal. And if you are a parent listening to this and your teenager is stuck in a rut, maybe they're always in detention, maybe maybe they're good at school, but they just kind of get upset at home and they feel frustrated and they don't feel like they fit in. And these are common teenage issues. Just sit down with them and say, what do you want to do? What is it you're kind of interested in? What do you watch on TikTok the most? Do you watch dancing? Do you watch gardening? Because I watch gardening, but that's quite an old lady thing to do. Not that I'm an old lady. Um, <laughs> what is it that you like to do? And then figure it out from there. Because as I mentioned before, conversations and having tough conversations is vitally important within any family to improve that dialogue and to get conversation flowing, which unfortunately conversation is dying right now because of those pesky screens that we seem to be watching all the time. But hopefully this will inspire you to have that conversation with your child or teenager about what they want to do. And other than the boy that I just mentioned, there are an astronomical amount of people throughout history who have gone against the grain and worked 10,000 hours. If any of you have been lucky enough to watch King Edward, no, not King Edward, King Richard by Will Smith, uh, the movie about Serena Williams and Venus Williams. It's a fabulous movie. And um, those girls, Serena and Venus, they had a tough childhood. Their dad was relentless, but they were also very confident that they would become the best tennis players in the world from a very early age they believed that and that inherent belief forced them in a way to become determined to work at it and Serena Williams actually got 23 Grand Slam single titles to her name overall Serena Williams actually is one of the most dominant athletes in tennis history and her success is attributed not only to her natural athleticism but also her relentless work ethic and dedication to training which is amazing. Other people that you might not expect, um, Thomas Edison was known for inventing the phonograph, uh, the motion picture camera and the practical electric light bulb, among other innovations. But Edison famously said, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. And what he meant was that there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that go into a genius moment in time. His countless experiments and iterations demonstrate his commitment to trial and error in pursuit of success. And I think we should celebrate this a lot more, the ability to make success and mess and just figure life out because life is messy and you can't really find your sweet spot you can't find the thing that you love the most unless you play around with ideas and what better way to do that when better to do that than in your childhood and your teenagers there's other people you may not know one of my favorite poets of all time is called Maya Angelou and she is a renowned poet 
civil rights activist. Mayer overcame significant adversity to achieve literary acclaim. Through her perseverance and dedication to her craft, she became a voice for marginalised community and an inspiration to millions. She was actually um, one of the voices of the original um, movement within slavery, uh, black slavery, and reclaiming the voice and the words that were taken from people because of white supremacy a long time ago. She was actually invited by people like Barack Obama to write poems to celebrate his inauguration. And other really noticeable people, Nelson Mandela, she wrote a poem, many poems for him, actually. And she even wrote the Winter Olympics, which is pretty cool. Everybody that you can think of that is famous in some way or another has become that way because of practice, because that is what they have sought to do. And I think if you are able yourself to figure out what you love, and if you're a parent and you're able to nurture and foster a love of failure almost in your children, and you demonstrate that yourselves, you say, I got that wrong. The other day, I um, went, took my daughter um, to get some seeds and um, we made this little greenhouse because my actual greenhouse got demolished by a storm uh, a couple of years ago. And I got just like a plastic one so I could have it outside to germinate some seeds. And I put it all up. It was really good. I planted a lot of seeds in all different containers and whilst I was making dinner and and she was so excited to help me do this and she labeled everything and it was all nice and neat and then it blew down <laughs> while I was making dinner every single one of those seeds came out on my decking and I was so frustrated and annoyed in that moment but then I kind of laughed and it's really good for her to see that it's okay for things to go wrong. And I said, oh dear, at least we can do it again, you know, because if every time something bad happens and the adults around children and teenagers get stressed and it's very negative, they will inherently be scared or worried about failing in whatever it is and there is honestly no need to worry about failure I can't tell you the amount of kids that I meet in year 10 or even year 11 who have got rubbish grades like absolute in in my opinion rubbish grades that do not and should not define a person but they believe they're rubbish and that's exactly what they say to me and I look at their grades and they aren't very good they're there's some kids that just aren't passing a single thing but in eight or nine months, we can go from not passing anything to passing maybe five or six GCSEs very well, you know, grade six, grade seven. And it's just through sheer hard work and dedication and a positive mindset. Because if, without a positive mindset, it's not going to happen. And if you haven't got anyone who believes in you, anyone who's standing in your corner, because all of these people that I have mentioned would have had people standing behind them going, you can do it, well done, keep going. If it's just you on your own, it's nearly impossible to find something and practice and be resilient for 10,000 hours about. It's just impossible. But if you can be positive and if you can look at life and go, yeah, I can do it, and someone's standing behind you going, you can absolutely do this, it's more likely 
that they will keep going and keep just going and dripping and dripping, dripping every single day. They'll do a little bit more and it will just become their passion and their thing in life that they want to do. So hopefully that has spurred you on to think about either your own passion and it, you're never too late. Honestly, you're never too late to do something. I was listening to Anastasia um, on a podcast yesterday. She was in her mid-30s before she became an amazing singer. singer. That would date me. If uh, anyone's listening and they don't know who Anastasia is, you can look her up. Uh, but she is uh, past the menopause now, as she proudly said, and still doing really well. And I suppose that's it, isn't it? You can do this when you're a child and a teenager, become a child prodigy if you want to. But you can also start this later on. So maybe you're an adult and you haven't quite found your thing that you love. And that's really frustrating, especially if you're in your 30s, 20s, if you're in your 40s and you still haven't found it. But you can still find it because 10,000 hours is roughly 10 years if you do it for eight hours a day. And so in the big scheme of life that we are gifted with here, 10 years isn't that long. And you can do some amazing things in 10 years. So until next time, have a lovely, lovely day.